podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Hello, welcome to Chelsea Hour. My name is Mies and I'll be your host. I'm joined by Sam. How you doing, bro? Uh, yeah, not good to be honest. Life's good, but, but football's not. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the bane in my life that is Chelsea Football Club persists and exists. And um, yeah, we're just... Sometimes you, you, you lose the words... So I, I I I fully understand. <laughs> I fully understand your pain right now. Um, it's too much. I, I do want to start off with positives. Ah no, but I do want to start off with positives. Obviously, since last time we had a podcast, we had a a, a, a nice little win against Brighton um, at home. It wasn't really nice because it was a stressful game, um, far more stressful than it needed to be. But yeah, we got we got a nice little win. I, I kind of want to talk about that team in terms of the lineup. Um, I went into that game thinking, uh, I'm not really sure I like it. But to be honest, I saw Modric playing and I thought, okay, yeah, out wide, he, can't, he can give you something out wide. Um, and to be honest, I, I did suspect that we'd get popped. I was very concerned. Um, but it didn't quite play out the way I thought it would. Um, Sam, talk to me. How, how did you think that game, first and foremost, went? Um, yeah, generally. Yeah, I mean, to kind of use a cliche it was a game of two halves due to the red card obviously not to say that the first half we were kind of setting the world alight and playing really well but we scored two goals so I mean that's that's a positive um but the red card the stupid red card by Gallagher changed the whole kind of game and it just led to us kind of being even more on the back foot um Mm. yeah so with the lineup I was happy to see Badia Shile back uh really happy he's probably my favourite defender like centre-back we have I think I mentioned it on the last pod I was on I think out of all of them he's to me the most well-rounded and the most just the best um, and I probably like him the most Uh, happy to see Mudrick get a chance I think he's only going to improve and get better playing football just like anyone so I mean he's shown bits and he's obviously yeah he's shown good bits so that will only get better if he just plays more, hopefully. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we, we kind of, the lineup for centre-backs is always a, it's a bit of a dodgy one, but injuries 
once again have just come back to kind of bite us in the ass. I think it's nine first play, nine first team players we've got out again, which is just, I mean, ridiculous. I thought we were kind of yeah. last month or so. It looked like we were coming out the kind of the end of that really bad injury period we had at the start of the year, but it just seems to come back again. Obviously, uh, James wasn't injured, but he was suspended. And then you've got um, Kukurea was also suspended. So with the suspensions and injuries, I think it was maybe the best lineup we could possibly put out. Um, And yeah, I was, I was happy to see us kind of score two goals in the first half and score via, um, they were scrappy goals, but in a way, I kind of liked that because it was Why did you like the scrappiness? I didn't I didn't like the scrappiness per se, but I mean I like that we showed the ability to be able to score those scrappy kind of goals because oh, yeah. it feels like this season we've had to almost have like a perfect goal. And a lot yeah. of the goals have been like good moves or like a bit of individual quality from one player. And I think if you obviously want to win games, you're always gonna need those scrappy goals and it felt we were just always having those scrappy goals almost scored against us, hey. normally due to our poor defending. But it was nice to kind of get those goals. Obviously, it was nice for Colwell to score his first goal. Um, and it was nice for Enzo to kind of get his first Premier League goal and also his second with that pen. But yeah, I mean, the game itself kind of opened up. We were on the back foot kind of straight away. Uh, that's not to say we weren't dangerous. And I think that's been what we've been showing that's in our thing. last... yeah. That's the thing with us. It's like uh, the way I look at us, yeah, and and I say it every pod, I say it every time we speak about football, Sam. It's the way that Chelsea play right now under Pochettino. It's like you touch, we touch, basically. You you yeah, attack, I don't like we attack. It, it's like it's very much basketball-y. It's no, there's no real control. It's not there's Chelsea no, at all. Yeah, there's no sustainability. There's no real like just structure, and that's in terms of the, from the defensive phase. Or the offensive phase. It's just all very, very Yeah. Helter skelter. I just I don't understand it. Like we we in the the worst thing is we don't really have the players for it to be helter skelter. No. You know what I mean? Like we don't really have that 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 chaos that you, you really want on the pitch all the time. It's it's insane. And I'm just like yeah. what 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 are you actually trying to do? You've got Enzo running around a million miles an hour. Like, how's that sensible? Like, yeah. like, what are you even trying to do? It's just so weird. And, like, Brighton, for me, again, do you know what? It's not even just Brighton. I feel like any team that we play against that has a degree of sensibility, they're, like, sensible. And they are teams that like to look after the ball and teams that like to, um, yeah, dominate the play. I-, I think they will have joy against us. I think, funnily enough, City... um one of our better games, but again, we still conceded four. I feel like City, they, they played into our hands, really. They they wanted it to be held as girl for some strange reason, because I think if they really just played com- with composure, they would have killed us, to be honest. And it's just, ah, just, I don't know, man. It's just the way that we're playing is, is so scary. Um, so when Brighton, for me, they were popping us off the park, to be honest, and we scored two good set-piece goals. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like, I'll take a bit of this, you know. Um, mm. And yeah, we finally scored from a set piece again. I think we've got we've gotten a bit better from set pieces more recently. But the goal came not wouldn't say against the run of play because I do agree we were a little bit threatening after um, Brighton were dominating the play. But I just felt like 
yeah, the, the goals just came at a good time for us. Um, and then, like you said, Conor Gallagher, absolutely ridiculous decision. Um, whilst whilst I still think he did get the ball, a bit of it, um, it was such a stupid decision um, because yeah. you did not need to do it. Like, we had more than enough cover. You, you, he wasn't really in any danger. It wasn't dangerous. Um, so no, it was on the halfway line. It was made no sense. Yeah, I didn't understand it. It was just, and to be honest, Connor has been getting away with it for a number of weeks, to be honest, where he puts himself on the edge of a yellow card and he gets away with these last minute, last ditch tackles. And you're like, okay, yeah, th- this red card is coming. So, yeah, it's really not smart. Really Someone needs to kind of pull him aside and just like basically tell him to chill out. Big facts, <laughs> big facts. Yeah, big we're facts. seeing it with a lot of our players. Bro, the temperament, the composure, the, the game management is so disgusting. Um, and for me, you can only look no you can't you can't look any further than the manager. Um like, I understand Yeah, I I, 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 I agree and disagree. Here's what here's what I say. Yeah? So I think the manager really should set the tone. And one thing that I'd say about Poch is he himself has had some with officials. He himself has Put himself about. He himself has been sent to the stands already. Um, I don't remember the last time we've had a manager do that, to be honest, since Jose probably, um, or maybe Conte. So he himself needs to really set the standard, and he hasn't, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, he, it trickles not. down, of course. It trickles down. It trickles down, and our players are already young, already mm. impressionable. So there's going to be a situation where they think, well, you know what? Our manager, he, he's he's blasting the ref, so f it, we'll do it. And Badia Shield got, but Badia Shield, which is weird, he got booked for dissent, and yeah. he's not a player that you traditionally would think about dissent. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's not just I, that one seemed a bit harsh. Like, I don't know what he said, of course, but he didn't really like. Yeah, I I think with that as well, there's a tiny bit of sympathy that they've seemed to kind of clamp down on those rules this year, like massively. Yeah. So probably a lot of things they used to get away with or used to be able to say they're not allowed. And I think a lot of clubs are kind of suffering from these newer kind of rules. And I don't think they're wrong, but I do think it leaves the refs more space to kind of just get away with their nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, this still so like you have to like it might. Yeah, it's the rules at the end of the day. So you have to plan for the rules. You're not going to change them. It is what it is. So you have to be smart. Um, and kind of plan I'm around sorry, sorry, that. What did you just say? Yeah, I was just, just saying, saying at the end of the day. Yeah, I was just going to say at the end of the day, it is the rules. So it's not going to change. You have to plan around it. There's no point whinging about it. It's silly. You you get you get um, blamed. You get yellowed now for moaning at the ref. You get yellowed for kicking the ball away. So just don't do it. Like you're all grown men. Just just don't do it. Um, even if you don't think it's right, you can yeah, kind of sure. not do it. <laughs> So, yeah, it definitely trickles down. But, I mean, yeah, I think we've got the most yellow cards in the league, so it's clearly an issue there. And obviously, two yellows is a red. Sort of Cotton and Gallagher against Brighton. James against Newcastle. I mean, we all thought Caicedo was on a yellow. Caicedo uh, against West yeah. Ham. They, they, that was, exactly. Like, did he get sent off? He got sent off, didn't he? I guess what's sound. Uh, or did he give away a penalty? No, he gave away a penalty. He got yellow, then gave, he gave away a penalty. penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just. But yeah, it's just simply happening too much. It's just 
pathetic, honestly. Um, so I just, yeah, the Brighton game, to be honest, we did well, to be honest. Second half, uh, I, I was very impressed at the grit that the players showed. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah, all very, things very considered, impressive. like it was actually a pretty good second half from us. Um, the last, like when kind of Pedro scored, that last 10, 12 minutes was like my heart rate was through the roof. Yeah, because we definitely needed to win. Yeah, I mean, but all things considered, it was a pretty good um, performance second half. And it showed me that they do have a bit of personality and a bit of like, they've shown it in bits this year. But then, like you see, obviously, we'll get onto it with the United game. And obviously, after the City game, we had the Brentford game. They show these bits of personality and then it kind of, the next week is gone. And yeah, it's... um, it's a tricky one, man. But it was a good win. It was a good three points. A three points that we needed, for sure. And, uh, yeah, we scored three goals. So, there's that. But, yeah, I don't really know. It seems that the game we played last night, or against United on Wednesday, um, yeah, that's just in the that's just at the top of my mind at the minute. So, anything with a Brighton game kind of feels like, meh. I've already forgotten about it, if you know what I yeah. mean. But at least we won. I feel like, yeah, I feel like with Chelsea now, you're struggling to really find the positives, to be honest. Um, Even with the Brighton game, it was, like you said, whilst it was a decent win, there's just too much mess, man. There's just too much mess. But obviously winning with 10 men, winning with 10 men, you're like, okay, let's get into these United lot. Because I've been hearing all week how bet much better we are than them. So I'm like, from? okay, well, yeah, it was good for me, man. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't believe it, but let's see, let's see, because I just feel like we've been a, a, a real shit show. So I just couldn't. I, I thought, okay, we don't win at United anyway, so it's a tough ask to expect us to win there. Um. So when I saw the lineup, I was very concerned because I was like, wait, no Reese James, which. I, I just didn't get um, no yeah. Reese James at all. So then we saw the lineup. I'm like, okay, no Reese James, fine. Kukurea, right back. I'm guessing um, Cole will captain in the side. Uh, okay, um, weird, strange, very weird, very strange. Um, who else was in there? Obviously Palmer in midfield, which I didn't mind. It wasn't really a midfield, but number ten, which you don't really mind. Fine. Um, but then, yeah, just I saw Badishil on the bench. That threw me. That threw that me. That was up. a very weird for me was really good. I thought Badishil was really good against Brian. I thought, in yeah, fact, I think I he was like, up. Really good. yeah, agreed. I would have like said Badishil was probably the second best player on the pitch that day after Silver for yeah. me. That's yeah, I mean. yeah, agreed. That was agreed. weird. I, I just didn't, I just didn't quite understand it, and I, I just, I just. So anyway, I saw the lineup. I'm like, okay, well, let me just wait. For, let me before I get upset. Let me just wait and hear the explanation for Reese not playing. So then Reese ain't playing. He said that he's had, felt a, a, a niggle in his knee. Fine, no problem. I'd rather not play Reese if he if he is injured. But cool, we accept that. Um, but the Badia Shield one, it, it for the life of me, I didn't get. Um, it it still doesn't make sense to me. Because yeah, I don't know. Like he's clearly better than the sassy man. Like it's not even a yeah, competition. Yeah, like easily, easily, easily better, easily better. So I just I don't quite understand what Poch is doing. Like, like if you 
for your defense, usually you want some stability in the defense. So I just didn't yeah. quite understand. He keeps dropping and changing, and it's weird to me. Like, it's been our doing? biggest problem for kind of two, three years. Just we don't have yeah. like a centre back pairing, and it's. I don't know why we've just been doing this for ages. Everyone knows defense is the one place at most you want stability. Like you kind of want stability yeah. throughout the whole team, but defense is yeah. paramount. Like they need to build up some kind of consistency. They need to build up relationships, yeah. but they just never get a chance because it's always chopping and changing. It's uh, so it's, weird. It's but the only place that's really had some consistency is the midfield. Um, obviously, Conor Gallagher kind of disrupted that, but I just feel like I don't know what Poch is really trying to do. That that's what's really concerning me. Um, no, so he's not helping I, himself at all. Yeah, saw that, and I was in I was a little bit in disarray, but cool. He explained it. The Desassi thing uh, uh, inexcusable to me. Badish Shield being on the bench inexcusable to me. But here we are. Then the game started, and within the first minute, I'm like, oh no. I'm already. I already see the, the biggest problems. I'm like, oh no, we are going to get popped because um, the first few moments of the game, I like that, us. man. Yeah, United got into us immediately. I'm like, it's like we we're playing out. prime Barca 08, and like we bro, were playing okay. United. Bro, they were onto us from minute one. They had like yeah, what did they have like eleven? The yeah, they had like eleven shots in like fifteen minutes or something. Like, Bro, yeah. I, I just didn't, for the life of me, I didn't understand it. So I'm just thinking, wait, what? And the gaps in midfield, and we've been talking about the gaps in midfield for weeks, for weeks. Yeah. But against United, wow, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. The gap, we are missing a certain someone, though, that everyone said shouldn't play and doesn't have a place at Chelsea. Oh, there you go. There but, you yeah, go. Hmm. They said that as soon as that, Lavia comes, they said as soon as Lavia comes, then it's over for Connor. They said that, oh, they want to see a double pivot without Connor. I'm like, all right, bros, you man see it. Mm. Now, this is where the tactics now, are so weird to me because we had Enzo trying to do what Gallagher does. And this, this, like, why? He cannot do it. He, like, watching so Enzo weird. press like, got, is just... You've got like, Enzo trying to press. You've got Cole Palmer yeah. having no fucking clue where to be. No fucking clue. I, I've never seen anything. Like, I felt so sorry for him. I felt so yeah. sorry for him. Because he's I'm thinking, what? What, what, what are you asking these men to do? Like, what are you actually asking these mm. men to do? It was so confusing. I saw him trying to... I saw um, Palmer trying to drop deep to collect. Then I'm seeing Caicedo have zero passing options. Zero. When you're trying to build up, Caicedo's trying to get the ball off the defence. Nobody to pass to. Like, Caicedo, um, what's his name? Enzo Fernandez is, like, nearly up top with Jackson. I'm thinking, what? what is, what is this? And... I, in my it was mind, very I'm like, this could only literally be this is only literally be tactics. It's tactical. Like, it what, can what be. I don't I, I do stand on like I'm not as like solely blaming the manager. I do think the players need to take some accountability. And I do think For what? a lot you of... tell me in, in terms of uh, accountability, what are you asking him to take accountability for? I think because I understand like, I understand Yeah, like on like, a on understand. a base level every player has like a kind of like you normally have like a 1v1 matchup on the pitch and too often I watch our players lose these 1v1 matchups and it's just even with the Enzo thing like I know he's really far up the pitch and I I don't know what Poch is telling him but I do remember 
when we had a certain Mason Mount doing that. And it was like, oh, no, he just wants to be up, score goals. Like, he's out of position. This is all on him. But when Enzo done it, yeah. it's all on Poch. So little things like that, I think, like, I do think slightly unfair because it's like, well, why couldn't Enzo also just be doing that? He scored two goals last week. I don't know. Maybe he got a feel for it and he's just kind of gallivanting and roaming up the pitch. So I do don't want to take away. Well, and I think Caicedo on the ball, like his first touch has what... been scary. Here's what I'll say to you in regards to the Enzo point. We can get back onto Caicedo. Um, mm. But with the Enzo point, um, as a manager, it's your duty. If your player, and I've said this even with Mount, for example, if your player mm. is going gallivanting and not following your instructions, it is on you tactically to sort that out. It's on you to grab them by the neck. If you haven't got the... Um, if, if like okay, let's put it like this: if you haven't got the actual clout or wherewithal to tell a player, "No, nah, you're messing up," then you shouldn't be at Chelsea Football Club. Very simply, like I'm, I'm a bit like if you're looking at Enzo Fernandez run out of position millions of times and you can't correct them, then that's on you, brother. That's on no, nobody I agree. else. I agree. I'm not hearing. I'm, I'm not hearing. Oh, you have to. You can't blame players for that. If your manager's not correcting you. And sorting shit out or going crazy at the fact that you're all the way out of position, then I'm sorry. That's on the manager. It has to be. It has to be. And for me, it looked like all the players had no clue what the fuck to do. They were all lost. They were all lost. It was so bad. It was a mess. That was the worst game I've ever seen. Like, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, but genuinely, like, it's the worst game I've seen. It's the worst game I've seen since Frank Lampard last season. Like, no, but then even then, months. I'm questioning. Like, genuinely, this it was making me sick. Lampard is the worst coach we've had in the last like twenty or so years. Yeah, I don't know if Lamps ever cooked up something as horrible as what I watched yesterday. Real Madrid at home. Real Madrid at home. Yeah, but that's Real Madrid. No, no, Real Madrid at home. Real Madrid at home. That was so bad. Real I know, Madrid but at least so United bad. are actually Real shit. Madrid. Think about the no, no, but think about the team he actually played against Real Madrid as well. This is what I'm saying. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, that was a bad performance yesterday. That was like really, really bad. But nah, Real Madrid at home, Frank Lampard was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Like, one yeah, of the no, worst I, things I've ever I agree, seen. I agree. But I just think that level there's so, of there's been so many bad games. There's been so but many I've bad games. But... Sheffield United play United and actually like do pretty well and like do well against their midfield. And we just couldn't. So I think the level of opposition and how bad we were was making me sick. Like, it was making me yeah. so sick. I was so annoyed. And I just, yeah, I, I couldn't explain what our idea was in that game. It was, like, we. I know we got through on transition, like, three or four times. But we should have been, like, 3-0 down even then. That doesn't excuse the attackers for just messing up no. simple opportunities like they did time and time no. again. And that's where I blame the players. But in terms of the structure and how many times and how easily they got through, it was making me sick. So all this like, yeah. oh yeah, we got through on transition like three or four times. It was 3v2. Like, yeah, that's true. But we also should have been three or four nil down by that point anyway. So like, what does it matter? Like you can't just focus on the kind of good and say, yeah, but we got through and then just completely ignore what was going on on the other end because that's pointless. That's a pointless exercise. So, 
I just think, I hope that is, we, I never ever see anything like that again. Because I was Good just, luck. yeah, That's I mean, I was, thing. I mean, I'm kind of got like, what I've been watching the Everton game, obviously, before I jumped on here and I'm scared, man. Yeah. And that is sticking in. That, no, why am I scared of Everton? We're not even good at... Is up. it at Goodison? No one wants to hear me. It's at the bridge, I think. Um, no one wants oh. to hear me, but they're going to beat us up. They're going to beat us right, up. Any, we're not good. Like, like, any okay, team that plays like Chelsea, before, just before cross the, the ball. Game, Sam, before the mm. game, Sam, I was yeah. saying to you, I was saying to Jay, I was saying to pretty much everyone that would listen, that United are much better than us. And the fact that people don't see it is quite scary to me because I don't think people are watching the same games as us. I think people like the idea of Chelsea. Um, th- there's an idea of what, we're, what we should be and people like that, but we're not good. Um, we're like so yeah. far from good. We're so I think far the hope and optimism has kind of tried to get me through. And like, it is, I won't say we're, wholly bad because I do think I've seen some good stuff this year and some like compared to last year I still think we're much better but yesterday Brentford Forest there's just so many examples of us I've seen far too many poor games from us to believe that we're actually a good side yeah and I mean as I'm saying this it's it's quite simple like you can't have that many poor games in such a short space of time and expect me to rate you. It's just not going to happen. And Yeah, I think it's like, the nature of the poor games as well. Exactly. Like, they're not like, good at all. They're, no. They're, so, I, so, the way I look at it, I when, I when you guys say, oh, yeah, we're actually good or we're much better than United, I always ask you to quantify it. How? How why are you better? In what way are you better? In what are we? In what way are we better? Because we've not shown it. Our league position doesn't show it. Our inability to win games definitely don't show it. I think United have won nine games or something like that. How many games have we won? Five. We're like we're just like even on a fun. Probably won five level, in twenty twenty three, mate. You know what I mean? We're just completely bad. So when when people talk about you know oh, Chelsea and a great a much better position than United, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like what? 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 I think we have much better players. Like, I can't lie. I still think we have better players. Oh, of course we do. Of course we do. We definitely do. And this is what makes it all the more damning. I say, I say, and we'll get onto Poch in a bit. But this is what makes it all the more damning. You say that we've got much better players. So how are we far, far below them in the league? I don't know, man. From the top to the bottom, sense. there's something wrong with this club. It's I don't know if all the good we had, someone's. Like put some kind of curse on us or what, man? I, I'm past the point of explaining it in logical how I, terms. How I, how I look at it is quite simple. When you've got bad owners, it's very difficult for you to really, for me, build anything sustainably good. Um, I Chelsea get it, and I do think the they made a silly decision. Team. But at the end of the day, like I think they've maybe got the hiring of the coaches wrong. But they have like put money into the team, and no, Todd has chosen you, okay. to step back this year. No, but think about this for a second. You can't talk, you can't say it. Putting money into a team is one thing, but putting money into a team and spending it on all upcoming, unproven, inexperienced players is a madness. Not only that, you're you're not only putting it into inexperienced players, 
but you're also just a lot of Chelsea fans building. got what they wanted. I'm, though. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand the squad building thing, right? So if we look at it like this, Chelsea had European champions in their team. Chelsea, the team wasn't old. You know, they needed a couple of players to be refreshed, but we didn't need wholesale changes. The massive squad shift was not necessary. It wasn't necessary at all. And then people talk about, oh, well, we bought like 10 million new players. Well, that's that wasn't, no one told them to do it. No one told them, oh, you have to do this. No, they chose to do it. They chose to do it. So when we talk about, oh, well, they, they spent money and, well, yeah, but they didn't have to. That's the point. That's what I talk about when we, when I say bad decision, bad decision making on this, this ownership. Like we can't praise them for spending all this money when they spent it on bad, like not even bad, but they spent it badly. Because I don't think they spent on bad players, but the utilization of their resources, they did not need to do what they've done. So that's bad decision making. I won't accept that spending a billion pounds is a sensible decision when they did not need to do it. It's stupid. So these owners, for me, it's not about being spoiled. It's not about complaining about, oh, they're not spending money. No, I don't really care about transfers like the way people complain and they say, yeah, we need to buy this. This is don't care about transfers like that. But the key decisions they've made, they've made bad decisions, like very consistently. And ultimately, we're paying the price for it every single, literally every game. Um, and it's going to be a long time before we actually experience success, in my opinion, with these guys. Um, a very, very long time. Because Yeah, no, I can't disagree with what you said. And I think it should say to a lot of Chelsea fans that wanted this, like they've got their wish. Like for years, it was, oh yeah, like we need to stop buying these kind of like older, ready-made talents. We need to like be smart and get this and get this and get this. And I mean, that's what we've done, and it it doesn't work. Like experience is key. Yeah, I don't know why people have kind of shunned it, and then getting rid of Jorginho, getting rid of Kovacic, getting rid of Kante. I mean, like I want everybody. No, I was I the same. Everyone. I've always liked all three of those players. I've had my problems with all three of them. Uh, not Kante. Kante's problems, I mean, it's not really his fault. But yeah, he was like really injury prone at that point. But Jorginho and Cover just they just got unfairly like kind of blamed for a lot of our issues. And now, I mean, if you think of our midfield we've got now, take any one of our midfielders we've got now and stick Jorginho or Kovacic in there. And I think you may have a better midfield. And yeah, I mean... Easy. Like, it's just, I totally agree with you, the owners. What I was trying to say was, I don't like to blame it solely on them. I don't like to blame it solely on anyone at the minute. I think it's just kind of rotten from top to the bottom, whether it be the owners, the manager, the players. I think they all have to take ownership for the problems. Um, And I just, I just don't know where, where we go from here. Because we can't sack Poch. That's embarrassing. We can't have free coaches. Well, who cares? Well, why should we care about embarrassing? I ask you that. Why? Why? I mean, yeah, why maybe you're right. I think the right decision is keeping him regardless. Because I just think... I believe there is more chance of him turning it around. And I've seen him do good jobs at other clubs. And they are different situations. And I've spoke about this before that... Some coaches suit clubs like Southampton, Tottenham much better. Like they suit those clubs because they're kind of 
up and comers. I mean, maybe it's a bit harsh on Tottenham, but they're like, if you get the big six, they're kind of that level. Like they're like the sixth of the big six, if you get what I'm saying. So some coaches just really, they suit these clubs better. And I think where the owners have massively messed up is they put their neck on the line by sacking Tuchel and getting Potter. They should have either stuck by that or just not done it in the first place. And where they've done that, they now have to kind of understand the consequences of their actions. And I think them getting potch is them looking at the coaches that have worked at Chelsea. So you've got your Mourinho's, you've got your Conte's, you've got your Tuchel's and trying to maybe look at who is the most similar, not same level wise. Like I don't think he's on the same level as them three at all. But I mean, in terms of that kind of Poch has always been described as maybe a bit more of a like defensive, defensive resolute coach with kind of a no nonsense approach to a lot of things and a fitness, like run, run, run on the training ground. So I think they've looked at the managers that have worked and then just that is what they've based their decision on rather than looking at the squad we have, looking at the kind of situation we're in at the moment and planning around that. And I think that's where they've messed up massively. It's just like they've copied homework, basically. That's what it feels like to me. They've just copied Roman's homework after moaning about Roman when they came in. Maybe not directly, but kind of, you know, those little sound bites that were coming out about our oh, data this, data that. Oh, yeah, like all this nonsense. And now they've basically messed up with Potter. So they've gone, oh, you know what? Let's bloody go and just try to get this coach that we think will is a Chelsea coach. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of my thoughts on the whole owner situation. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's it's not. I, I I somewhat agree. I think there's a number of things that they. I feel like it's so it's so layered. That's how I could probably want to. Oh, I hundred percent agree. The, the the failing is so layered because they they failed on multiple levels. Um, they were super arrogant. I've said this before. The reason why where we are we are is because the arrogance of these owners is is beyond belief. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a, a set of owners that have been this ridiculous in terms of their decision making because they they want to prove like they know best. And yeah. I, 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 mean, I, so like, I don't want to like be that guy, but we had worries about American owners coming in because of what we've seen the other American owners do in the league. And right now it's looking like a lot of our worries are becoming a reality, unfortunately. So, it's just, I mean, and it's just, while we're saying this, Everton are two 0 up against Newcastle, by the way. So, so that for me, I've always said like, if you're an owner that's not curious, then you're gonna be a bad owner. And these owners, for me, came into the came into Chelsea thinking that they knew everything. Um, they hadn't owned a football team before. Um, they've owned the sports franchise, so they thought it'd be the same. They thought it'd be the same kind of job, um, but. They need to understand that football isn't a sport that is, it's not a balance sheet sport. It's a sport that is largely fueled and played on emotion. And usually teams that have the most momentum, teams that have a lot of emotion, tend to perform. They tend to be the ones that win. Um, and that's why Chelsea, for a very long time, were a very, very good team. We had a soul, we had an emotion, we had a sticker a stickability about us like you know what I mean like so the way that I look at us now we're like so far removed from ourselves it's it's insane and I I, I do wonder if we'll ever get that back 
Um, obviously, if we get a good appointment in terms of a manager, then maybe. But just it just doesn't look like these owners are capable of making good decisions, man. Um, because I, where, like you say, where we go, where do we go from now? Like where do we go with Poch? You know, if we we sack Poch, where do we go? Uh, I personally, for me, I'd get rid of Poch at the end of the season. You know, I don't really like mid-season um, seconds, but I I just don't know. I don't trust these owners at all. Like it's so con- it's so concerning. But yeah, it, it's mad. It, it's actually mad. But in terms of like managerial wants, what exactly do you want from a manager generally? So, I mean, in the summer, like Nagelsmann was my first choice because I yeah. think. I wanted, like, I want, I think with the way kind of football's going and the two managers that are kind of maybe at the top now, your tactical nous is so important. Like, yeah. being able to kind of plan around every every situation you're going to get in. And I think that's what we saw with Tuchel. Um, but the one, obviously, worry with someone like Nagelsmann is maybe, like, similar problems you would have had with Tuchel. And, like, obviously, both of them have kind of, I don't want to obviously they're just reports at the end of the day, but a lot of them have reports written about them that they're kind of prickly customers and maybe they fall out of a lot of people. And as you've mentioned, our owners don't want that. But but they're cowed. That's that's what I'm saying. That's cowed you. Like, yeah, I agree. And, like, I don't think Roman ever really them. wanted that, but he was willing to put his pride to the side if we were winning and if we were good. He was like, you know what? Like I'll just put it to the side. Think, I think that's I don't I don't agree because if you look at the player, the good managers that he's actually brought to the club, I disagree. I think Roman likes winners. It's not even it's it's, it's there's no real rough science to it. He likes winners, and mm. of course he's going to come up against people because he, he's a businessman. He's going to come up against people that have their own views, but ultimately he knows he's always the boss. He's the owner, but he lets specialists do their jobs. That's what he wants to do. Um, I just feel yeah. like for, for 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 Chelsea, you just have to win. You, I think you've hit the nail Roman, on the head there. To be honest, with the specialists doing their job. Under Roman, you want to have the best people. That Roman was like, okay, you know what? I don't even care if these men. Are, I like these men. Like, I just want these men to win. Like, that's all it is. And I'm going to put them in the best position to win. I'm going to give them all the money they need. I'm going to put my own cash into this shit if needs be. Like, he don't care. Like, he's just going to do every whatever he can to win. And these owners, I'm not saying that they're not ambitious. I think these owners are ambitious, but I think these owners are also stupid. And I think that's a dangerous, that's the danger. Like, it's all good being ambitious, but if you're stupid and you're, you're ignorant, then you go nowhere fast. You go nowhere fast, and that's what these men are: super ignorant, super arrogant, and yeah, it, it, it's 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 <sighs> mate. Where we are actually mm. rubbed out. I think there's a, there's a massive naivety to them. Like when they first came in, and now it's almost like every decision they make now and every situation we get into is kind of them making up for nonsense they've already done. Like Tuchel should have never have been sacked. And then from that moment onwards, every decision has been trying to kind of remedy that. 
like whether it's getting Potter in, who's this kind of up and coming coach who's doing well with a plucky underdog in Brighton in the league. And then whether it's getting rid of all the players and buying in all these new players, every single decision they've made since Tuchel's sacking has been to basically undo that wrong. And I hope, I hope, I don't know, but I hope they've learned from it. And I hope they know because end of no. the day, they are, they're our owners. They're going to be our owners for, I don't, I can't remember like what the agreement was, but there are owners. Apparently. Yeah. 10 years. There are owners for at least 10 years, man. Like we have to just hope that they've learned from it no. because yeah, I mean, same, but it's just, but the reason why I doubt it is because people are who they are. That's how I say it. That's how I look at life. People are who yeah. they are for the most part. And very few people truly change, especially in such a short space of time. Um, yeah. He, yeah. I'm sorry. It's yeah. we're, we're going to keep having these situations for a very, very long time. Um, until uh, I don't know if the penny will drop, um, but by the time think, it does, by the time it does, we wouldn't have tasted success for a very long time. No, um, another year with it. no European football has to like they have to know notice something. Like they have to, no. the penny has to drop in some way. It has to, because what's even going to happen to us if we don't get European football? Like, we're fucked from from it's an scary. FFP, from an FFP perspective. We're absolutely fucked. Um, from a Premier League situation, we could easily get points deduction um, because of our overspending. Yeah, we we might be fucked up. Like, yeah, this is I'm convincing myself. Like, a year in a championship, mate. Good laugh. That'd be good fun. We'll be able to get tickets. Yeah, we might be <laughs> like, I mean, so I'm just, I'm just like. I'm just like, what are you guys actually thinking? Like, think about what you're doing here. It's, um, you're killing us. You're actually killing our club. Um, it's a joke. It's an actual we joke. Might, yeah, I mean, we might have to take Mugger's name somehow and make Chessie great again. Yeah. We have to, yeah. somehow, gonna have to, because, yeah, I don't really know where we go from here. And it seems like it's the best thing about Roman. Like, we've been doing, like, We've been doing pods for years, like talking about Chelsea for years. The owner was never really like something that ever got brought up because it was never an issue. So, so sometimes yeah. we had annoying managers, sometimes we had crappy players. But the owner, like, why am I talking about the owner? I'm a football fan. Like, I, yeah, I don't care about the owners. <laughs> I, I want to watch football. I want to enjoy my team play football. But it's just always just the owners, owners, owners nowadays, and it's just, ah. Uh, it's horrible, man. It's horrible. It's not a nice time yeah, to be a well, Chelsea fan. Well, you know, we barely even talked about the game because I just want to talk about some individuals at the moment. Um, mm. So I felt personally there was hardly anyone to be good. You can't really talk about anyone being good. I think it was just a diabolical performance in general from everybody. Yeah. Um, I think I think Modric again, despite him for me I think he was pretty poor I think to be honest, everyone was poor but I think he was pretty poor but despite that I think he still made an impact Cole Palmer as well despite him being really poor again made an impact um but that's the only real positive I think Sanchez saves were good his his stuff on the deck were just fucking horrible but this guy and scares I, oh, wait, me I, I need to and I need to stress I need to stress this and I've said this before about goalkeepers all this shit about goalkeepers needing to play on they need to have, be good with their feet. It's fucking bullshit. 
It's right. I've been saying this for two, three years. Get a keeper that knows how to save the ball. Get a keeper that knows how to claim the ball. That's it. I don't need anything else. Like all this shit on the deck, like it's so extra and so not necessary. If you're not good at saving the ball, I don't give a fuck. Like you put yourself into so many difficult situations. I think yesterday Sanchez gave them the ball at least five times. Like what yeah. are you doing? He does it at least and three times a game as well. It's so I find it so stupid. And the way that these these managers are trying to like fuck it. Not everyone is Pep. So leave it alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not every goalkeeper is Edison. So leave it alone. You're killing Edison yourself. has fried so many people's brains. Exactly. Like you're not going to find so a passer like that. Like you're not, he's the best passing goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life. Like you're not going to find that. It's just trying to plan that is stupid. Like everyone laughed at me and people are still laughing. It's why I wanted Nick Pope. Like he's not good of his feet. Like he would have been like he would have saved more shots than any of our goalies since, and he would have claimed more balls out the air than any of our goalies since. But no, let's get someone who can do a five yard pass like between the lines. Like, well, I, I'm looking for a goalie, not number ten. I just, oh, man, this. Like, obviously, if they can do it, it's a positive. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna like say, oh no, I want a goalie that just completely is awful with their feet. But I mean, surely most goalies can like play simple passes all they do normally is just pass it out to like the fullback or the centre-back anyway very rarely they're playing these like 30 40 yard raking passes like how often do you actually see that happen very very rare normally it's just a little five ten yard pass most of them can do that and it's just exactly. yeah man i can't with the goalie stuff like how have we got just a goalie who's just as scary as kepper like, well, what are we doing i don't know Ugh. But yeah, mm. in terms of players, I think Jackson, although he missed that chance, was okay. Like he showed me a right. bit. Once yeah. again, Jackson is like he, he's okay. Like I don't think Jackson will ever like for me be horrible. Like very rarely is he horrible. I think Newcastle was the only game I've ever seen from him where he was mm. like truly diabolical. Um, but then he again, just holds on to the ball for a bit too long, man. Bad. That's his biggest problem. Yeah, he he, he literally holds on to the ball for a millennia. Um, and, and I don't strikers. understand why. Mm. There's, there's multiple things wrong for me with Jackson. Multiple. Um, I'm not going to pretend that he's this great player. But yeah, I, I mean, I think he gets dropped anyway when Uncle comes back. He's an easy target, generally. Um, oh, for but sure. I just, but I also think that generally um, he was uh, he was okay. I think that his chances though were making me sick. The first chance. I felt Sterling passed it way too early for him there. Um, certainly had a bit more time. He could have taken another touch and slotted it. Similarly to the way that... He didn't need to take a touch, but yeah, he could have let it roll across his body and maybe go on his left. But yeah, I, I think the pass was a little bit too, too, too firm and too soon. And then the header. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know how he's so bad in the air. I've been saying from the very beginning that his heading ability is probably the worst I've ever seen from a Chelsea striker. Um, yeah. Like by a million miles. It's so bad. Uh, but what, what do you even say to it? What do you even say? How can it be that bad? Like, I don't he used understand. He's a winger, didn't he? So I don't know if he's maybe just not like really 
ever trained that part of his game. It's, it's genuinely disgraceful. Um, I, I've, and I've just got a aerial ability. It's something you can ever really learn either. It just feels like no. something a lot of players have naturally or just don't have at all. It's a weird one. I mean, you you should definitely be able to improve it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But mm. it's, just, it's really, really poor. And... Look, and Broyo came on, and he was a bit of a handful. I think in in games gone past, Broyo for me has been a little bit disappointing off the bench. Um, he's not really made himself a nuisance. Mm. Just it feels harsh to judge someone on like ten minute cameos, though. That's what I'm saying. So I, I'm not judging him. I'm just saying he's not really stood out in in. I'd in start him against like Everton. I can't lie. I'd start him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I've, I've not seen. I've not, he's not really um, pulled up trees when he when he's come on. That being said, against United, I think he made himself a little bit of a handful. Um, he was, you know, putting himself about. He had a very good chance to hit the post. Um, I think he completed so the most taken across in the game, and he was on for like 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. But um, that's not really saying much to me, to be, to be completely honest. It's not really saying much at all. Um, no. I, but what I would say is that probably, but that's how bad, like, but I love Broya, yeah, but us, us being, us trying to rely on him to to be our main goal hitter is is really, really poor planning from from those above. To be honest, I don't, I don't for the life of me understand what what the thinking was when they done it. But I think it, it was in so Kunku, To be honest, I think that was the thinking. But in not even a striker, so it's just yeah. Stupid. But you... <laughs> I don't know. I think that was the plan. Like, to be, I, I don't want to bring up preseason, but Nkunku and Jackson were showing us. They're showing us a little something in preseason. They were like decent relationships. So yeah, but again, even in preseason, I said, look, we still need another striker. Like we, because it's and I, I and even now, like now, I'm just like completely over it. I'm like, I don't even care if you buy a striker or not. It's not going to change our fortunes. None of it is going to change. All of our, our situation is still going to remain the same, and people are going to be wondering, even if an Osimhen came. Oh, what? How's Osimhen not scoring? Like, because honestly, I think the environment in which that we have at our club, it's so bad that you'll never really get to see players at their best selves, in my opinion. Yeah. You're never going to see players at their best version of themselves. We're just, it's just a very heavy shirt to wear at this moment in time because I think the club, there's just something fundamentally wrong with it. But we play Everton this weekend. Um, Talk to yeah. me. What, what, I mean, are you, what are you thinking? As of recording, they've just beat Newcastle 3-0. So. Boy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was kind of watching the first half, obviously, before this. And they... Any team that plays us, if they just cross it, they're going to score at least a goal. Probably two. So they've got one of the... I mean, he's one of the best aerial strikers in the league. And they're a very, very physical team. Um, I'm happy Gallagher's going to be back. I think he walks straight back into that team. Uh, I hope Badiashide comes back. And yeah, I think we just need to go go as like, big as we can in terms of kind of our aerial threat and dominance to kind of match that because I do really think they're going to really try to put us under the cost with these crosses in the box. And they've got yeah. good crosses with the ball like McNeil, etc. So yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a scary game. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost that at all. Yeah, I, I, we look at you look at the fixtures now. Um, 
you expect Chelsea to pick up some points there, surely. Like I'm looking at it thinking that Chelsea should, all things being equal, we've got a good good set of players that Chelsea should at least, at least get 15 points from the next 18, at least. Surely. We should get 12 from our next four, like realistically. But oh. I don't know if we will, but it's what we got. When was, the last time, yeah, when was the last time we've won four on the bounce? I don't know, man. Must have been under Tuchel, or maybe yeah. Potter. Under that, like when we when he first started, we had like a decent I don't run think we won four in the league. I don't think we won four. In the league. Oh, not in the league, no. But I know we won like I think we won like two Champions League games, maybe two league games. I don't know. Yeah, just... I don't know. But yes, I mean our next four are Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, and Palace. Like, <laughs> come on, man. But, yeah, I've said it before. Predicting us is pointless. You don't know what Chelsea you're going to get. So, what's the oh, point? It's the, 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 ugly, the, the ugly Chelsea is the Chelsea that I've been seeing more frequently than anywhere else, to be honest. Um, and it's very, very concerning. You just... I just... I don't even know, man. But why am I worried about games against Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves and Palace? Like, why? There shouldn't be a thing. It should just be calm, dubs, like, but yeah. It's just the only one I genuinely think, like, feel confident is Sheffield United. Like, I think we beat them. They look crap. I think they win the other day. They won the other day, no? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Didn't they <sighs> lose? They lost against Liverpool. And then didn't they lose like quite heavily? Or was that not them? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, they I lost. Fa- they lost five nil to Burnley, bruv. Yeah. Like, if we can't I even beat relegate faith. us right now, I have zero faith in in us, man. I have zero faith. It's so disappointing because um, I know there's a lot of optimism when Poch came in, but I, I just considering we're pretty much halfway through the season now. Um, I did want to touch on Poch quickly um, because obviously, Sam, you, you, I wouldn't say that you were extremely happy that he he obviously got the job, but you were you you were okay. You 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 mildly I was fine happy. With it. Yeah, I won't lie. I was yeah, fine you, with it. You, mildly, mildly happy with it. Um, seeing how everything's kind of transpired, where are you standing on Pochettino now? Essentially, I think. Like I mentioned earlier, I wouldn't even think about sacking him, at least until the end of the season, depending on how it goes. I have some sympathy for him with the way the owners have just kind of given him a load of children to basically say, here you go, mate, make this team out of a load of 21-year-olds, which obviously is very difficult, as we've seen. But I really don't think he's helping himself from the first game of the season up until now. I mean, you saw what? You saw... Chilwell left wing for like the first three or four games. And now we're seeing this kind of weird, like structural, just nonsense, which we didn't see in preseason at all. And I think that's another point is that preseason sold us some dreams. And I know it's preseason, but the kind of how we were building up and our structure in preseason was so different. And I'm sorry, but you're not telling me that one player in Nkunku is the whole difference. That That's ridiculous. There's just no way. So I think, yeah, I really don't think he's helping himself, but I don't think he can't turn it around because, like I said, I have seen him 
have um like a good impact at other clubs within this league mm. so there's not to say he can't turn it around but right now it's looking scary and week by week it's like the, the ice is getting thinner and thinner so I mean that's kind of how I stand on him at the minute yeah I mean for me personally I've I've obviously never been a fan of him like the way other people have. But I had some, I'm not hope, but I just had a feeling, I was like, okay, at least on a base level, he's going to be better than um, what we've had before. In terms of Frank Lampard, he's going to be better than when Graham Potter. So at a base, baseline level, I thought, okay, Boy. you know what? <laughs> Is we, he? Should, we should be okay. We should be okay. But what he served up for me has been so diabolical. Not only has his decision-making been scandalous, um, but just generally, I think things have been so flipping poor. I don't feel vindicated. I, I, oh wait, I do feel vindicated, but it, I don't take much glory or happiness in it because it's, it's just so poor. And it's so disappointing for those that definitely put their name behind him because I just I just don't understand how we are this bad. It, it, it's quite alarming that we're this bad. And I hope he can turn it around for his own sake, for his own career and for his own reputation. But I, I just don't see it. I actually don't see it. I don't see him being able to turn this around. Um, I think the doubt in the players, is, it, it surely has started to creep in. Um, and that game against Manchester United was so damning. So, so damning. So, boy, uh, it, it's crazy. It's, cr- it's actually crazy that we're talking about potentially getting in somebody new. Um, I don't know who we get in, man. Like, I, just, I don't know who has, who's out there. Like, mm. like, I know a lot of people have been wanting Deserby, but then at the same time... He's going for a really bad run at the minute, and then you have the risk of it being exactly like Potter. But I mean, mm-hmm. I f- I feel Chelsea need a manager that not only has won, but has been able to build something, build something sustainable, build something that is not even long term, but build champions. The culture They're at the club bring is Jose so bad. back for the fourth time, isn't they? I, I would I would actually love that to be honest. Um not because I think he's this incredible coach. Um I would love it because I think he would at least bring about a culture and a mentality. Um, a culture a culture and mentality of excellence. And mm. that is something that Chelsea are lacking so badly. Like I don't even think he'd incredible. take the job with all these young ballers, to be honest. I think You don't? Uh, he probably would because he loves us, and I'm pretty sure he's still got a house in London. But I think I think he takes it. I think he'd take the job. Jose with um, uh, this many young players, it could be scary. It could like yeah, but I I also think he would get rid of so many of them, and I'd be happy. I'd be happy because I feel like Chelsea need experience as well as you know what I mean. Chelsea need a combination of young players and old players. Chelsea, when Jose came the first time round. We had a Frank Lampard that was 24, Drogba that was 24. Oh, sorry, Drogba was 25. We had Robin, who was 21. We had Duff, who was mm. 23. We had Terry, who was 24. 
We had Carvalho, who was 24. Like, we had a youngish team, you know. It's not like they were fucking... Yeah, that's fair. Like, old. They were young. You know what I mean? They, they, that, that spine grew old together. That's all it is. They grew old together. Um, but they were a young team. They mm-hmm. were a very young team. Um, so I don't think Jose cares too much about, like... I mean, I think he's a bit biased to age. But I yeah. think he cares about fucking mentality character like, he'd character love Enzo in that he'd, I think he'd li- I think he'd like Enzo I think he'd yeah. like a lot of our players because I think they've got a good mentality a lot of them have good mentality but I think some would go and I don't mind I don't mind him or anyone making decisions or tough decisions but just Poch for me it's just a myth it's it's just an actual myth I'd, like I never, I never quite understood what people saw. Like I always said that I asked the question. I'm like, what makes you think Poch will take us to an X or Y level? Like, what, what actually makes you think that? Like, what are you seeing, or what have you saw at Tottenham? I mean, he made Tottenham a competitive team, but competitive for Tottenham and competitive for Chelsea are not the same. Expectations of Tottenham and expectations of Chelsea are not the same. So you're not going to get the same joys that you got at Spurs. You're just on a basic ball. Then I looked at, well, Poch, you had the best player in world football, not just world football, you had the best player in the history of football, and you struggled. You struggled to break teams down. You made him look the worst he's ever looked. Bearing in mind, after you left, he won the, the World Cup. Like, what? Like, do you, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, so many concerns. I'm like, bro, like, just, ugh. So I'm thinking, if, for example... Pochettino struggles with the best footballer in the history of the sport, then how is he going to do anything with us? Like how? Low blocks, we struggle. Every game, we struggle. Against low blocks, we struggle. Yeah, I mean, um, this has been a problem not just under Poch, to be honest. It's been a problem for ages. Yeah, yeah. Mid blocks, we struggle. Um, maintaining um, uh, pressure in an in offensive stance, struggle what like what are we doing what is, what is he actually doing what's he bringing to the table here it's so scary like you, you you run out of words to describe the position that we're in it's so bad um but uh, i just really hope that you could turn it around for his sake because this season is very very quickly looking like it's starting to get away from us again just like last season um but yeah, yeah. What, what's your score line predictions for for Everton. In fact, let's go with your team. What would, it, what would your team be, first and foremost? Um, I guess Sanchez in goal. Uh, mm. James right back. Uh, Sil... Mm, I don't know, Silver's... I'd actually probably go Colwell, Badia, Shile, um, Kukurea. I think Silver, okay. three games in a week, 39 years old. Yeah. I mean, I think it could get long against that I just kind don't of. Understand why he plays every game? It's... Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, Enzo Caicedo, uh, Gallagher. Uh, um, a forward line. I don't want to drop Palmer, but I also want to play Sterling and Mudrick with Jackson. So maybe Sterling, Mudrick, Jackson, give Palmer a rest. I don't know. 
maybe Palmer instead of Sterling. But I'm not mad at either, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, or I maybe. Mean, I mean, yeah, I think things played. Again. I think things scored, so I'd be like, it'd be harsh to to not yeah. play him, even though he was poor. I just um, no, but... with Mudrick, like he annoys me, but I just wanted him to play. Yeah, like, I want him to I get think... like five games in a row or something at least. To be honest, I think it, it should all be merit based, and I think Mudrick every time he's played, to be honest, for me, has made some form of an impact. Um, I think before to before yesterday, um, he played times um seven starts and he hadn't lost been on the losing side once and he'd been he'd made i think he got three goals he scored two goals and three assists in those games do you know what i mean so i'm just like yeah, well dangerous it's a big frustrating impact, as hell you know? and don't, get, don't get twisted he's a frustrating player because he likes to make things happen um and you know i think his decision making at times can be really poor his execution at times can be really poor but i think he makes things yeah. happen and yeah. that's a quality that you, you can't really understate, to be honest. Or to be honest, um, maybe I'd go four two three one. Actually, I might drop Kaiseda. You know, go for an Enzo really? Gallagher. Go for an Enzo Gallagher pivot, and then that sounds scary. It does, but uh, like, that sounds scary. And Enzo, like, nah, that sounds scary. It's that so hard. Scary. Our best, our better performing players all playing like like Palmer Sterling have arguably been our best two performers this season. Yeah. And they both kind of play in a similar position. So you kind of have to almost drop Mudrick. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to do that unless you drop Jackson and play Sterling through the middle, but I mean, against this. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. So I'm just, there's a lot to, to think about. I don't know what, what the best situation should be. I think the way I'd I'd, I'd probably play it is, um, yeah, Caicedo, Enzo, they have to make up amends for that fucking shocker, to be honest. But yeah, Caicedo, yeah. Enzo, um, I'd probably play Con again. Um, I think he has I'd to probably drop Sterling. I think I'd drop Sterling, to be honest. Um, not because I think he's like the worst, um, mm. But I just think, if I'm being real, from a defensive standpoint, he leaves his players far too exposed. And the one thing you don't want to do is allow your your Everton's team to cross consistently. So it's just more from a defensive standpoint. I'd actually have Cole Palmer and Mudrick because at least from a defensive standpoint, them man try hard to come back. And, and defend and help their fullbacks. So I'd probably say, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go um, Modric on the left, Palmer on the right, and then um, Jackson through the middle. Oh, and maybe even Broyer, to be honest. I might bring Broyer in, give him an opportunity, because, yeah, Jackson Jackson probably needs yeah. a rest. I actually, I, yeah, I totally forgot. I actually would bring Broyer in for Jackson. Like, I would do yeah. that. And then Sterling Palmer, I'm not mad at either. I think both of them give you different things and I think both can work Agreed. and it's Everton. So, yeah, I'm not mad at either, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, scoreline predictions? Let's go 3-1 Chelsea. Jesus. <laughs> I've got to be optimistic, them, man. You've just seen Everton blam Newcastle, yeah? 
Yeah, but Newcastle Ooh. played the same starting line at like five games in a row. They're probably tired. Uh, Everton at away. Like Goodison. I do, ah, mate. Wait, is that at Goodison or is that at... Is that Goodison, man? Is that Goodison? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm very, very, very doubtful yeah. that we managed to beat Everton 3-1. But I'm predicting three one, but that does not mean I'm going to be surprised if we lose. Like I'll be very yeah. unsurprised if we lose. I I'm actually, gonna go for, I'm going to go for. Yeah, I'm going to go for Chelsea. <laughs> it's hard, man. Yeah, gonna, I said it earlier. Go predicting for, Chelsea gonna is. Two, I'm going to go for a two two. Two two. Yeah, uh, I mean that's fair. Yeah. It's a pointless exercise. I can't lie. Predicting us is. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, I would never put Chelsea in any kind of bet. Like, any actor. No, They're never. Hundreds. Hundreds. So, yeah, I'm going to go 2 2. Um, I trust us to score goals, but yeah, I think we score at least get one. But I, uh, I just think that midfield area, I don't really think they're that good in terms of midfield. So, yeah. God, I'm I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. Yeah, two two. Let's go. Fuck it. Let's go two two. Oh, mate, Sam, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's, it's really not been. It's not been talking about Chelsea being shit is far from a pleasure, to be honest. No. But it's been a, it's been a good discussion. I think. Yeah, um, all we can do is hope that Chelsea somehow, somewhere, turn the corner. But I'm just not too optimistic at all. Um, but. We can only just wait and see, and hopefully Chelsea prove us wrong, really, because there's a lot of pessimism right now. Um, so let's let's just see, let's see, let's see. Agreed. All right, cool. Take it easy, Cheers. Bless. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 